Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Amyal Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a very big day for the UAE as Emirati astronaut Sultan Niyadi is finally coming back to the UAE. He will be arriving, inshallah, around 5.30 p.m. And uh, we do know that he did have a very long-haul space mission at the International Space Station for around six months. And he did actually come back to Earth last week, but he was in, uh, in the a U.S. A lot of medical tests yes, undergoing them. In the U.S. doing uh, a lot of medical tests and getting uh, those done. But now he's coming back to the UAE, and we're going to be covering it in just a few. Yes, indeed. We're definitely very, very excited to tell you all about it. We're also going to be talking all about the UAE launching a brand new digital response platform to aid disaster hit countries sadly the arab world has definitely been struggling the past few months with natural disasters happening left and right and so for all those who've been wanting to give out help but they want to give out help to the right locations and the right uh, platforms finally the uae has created something that is fully digitized and so we're going to be telling you exactly how we can go ahead and use it yes and also we're talking about a new uae whatsapp scam and how a fraudulent notice has been has been sent to residents across the uae but a uae regulatory authority has told us how to stay safe and we're going to be telling you guys how you can stay safe and not be a victim to fraud yes indeed we're also going to be talking all about uh, ai and the world of design because a fashion innovator known by the name wong has actually developed the world's first designer led ai system how does it work what makes it unique we're going to be discussing that in just a bit as well and we're also going to be talking all about the world of weird tech and how a crew replacing the astronauts stuck in space for about a year have finally arrived on the International Space Station. This is great news because a lot of people have actually been worried about this team of astronauts. And so we finally have uh, more news on what is happening to them and how they are finally doing. Yes, and also we're talking about the iPhone 15 Pro Max and how the deliveries have been pushed to November among a strong demand now that is very surprising news i'm i'm shocked to be honest we a lot of people are shocked because uh you know we did look at uh you know apple stock plummel mm-hmm. actually after the announcement and again a lot of people were saying that nothing new nothing crazy nothing fascinating from the iphone 15 lineup so i'm very surprised that people are lining up to get it 425 is joan we are taking a short break but when we come back much news is coming at you daily digital news Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup on everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Today is probably the most exciting Monday that we've had in a very long time because our very own hero is coming back home. The UAE's astronaut Sultan Aniadi, the first astronaut to ever, the first Arab astronaut to ever complete a spacewalk, the first Arab astronaut to finish off a long haul mission, is finally coming home safe and sound. He has actually already begun his journey back home. He posted at around uh, 10.09 a.m. boarding his flight on his way back to the UAE. At around 5.30 p.m., we are expecting him to finally make it home. And he's going to be welcomed with a lot of celebrations that we're going to give you all the rundown on in just a bit. Yes, and we are looking at how he will be receiving a hero's welcome when he does set foot on homeland after helping to inspire a new generation of enthusiasts with his achievements. 
Now, he did write on Twitter, Dr. Nandy, and, uh, or he wrote on X, that we entrust you to God. We're on our way back to the beloved UAE. And the explorer did blast back to Earth on September 4th when he has been taking part in a recovery program in Houston, Texas to help him get used to gravity again. Now, again, this was a very important part of his mission because, again, spending six months in zero gravity does take a very big toll. And the team of researchers at Houston, Texas did need to make a lot of medical exams on him and see if everything uh, was going according to plan. Now, Dr. Niyadi is being joined on the momentous journey home by Hazad Mansouri, who was the first Emirati astronaut to venture into space all the way back in 2019. Now, the nose of the government aircraft is inscribed with Al Ain, Dr. Niyadi's hometown. So, the flight or the plane that he is uh, he is boarding upon mm-hmm. has the Al Ain on it, which is a part of Abu Dhabi, Al Ain, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very monumental moment to see again. And um, you know, we're very proud of Sultan Niyadi and Hazza uh, Al Mansouri, as again they have paved the way for a whole new generation to have a whole new aspect on what they want to be when they grow up and it's not only for the uae but for all arabs and muslims around the world that you can actually be anything you want to be and um you know he has emphasized time and time again that uh if he can do it you can do it too absolutely now for those of you who are worried about his health his health alhamdulillah is in top shape Uh, we've heard from a lot of his doctors and a lot of the medical team that were checking up on all of his vital signs they all said and shared the good news that the astronaut has actually fully undergone the rehabilitation program and that his health has actually improved by the hour and finally the day has come where we get to welcome him back alongside all of his accomplishments back here on earth or back here in the uae to be more specific um looking at it different emirates have actually been doing their own celebrations to help welcome the hero back home abu dhabi landmarks were actually being lit up yesterday in celebration of his return we've also seen the Admiral headquarters, Mubadala Tower, Khalifa University, Marina Mall's Observation Tower. They were all illuminated with images of Dr. Sultan and Niyadi and on our phones. If you go ahead and you check what Salat or do the provider um, on your phone, it all says back to the UAE. So if you want to go ahead and tune into the live stream of his return back to the UAE, it'll be taking place at around 5.30 p.m. It's going to be live on the website, the official website of the Mohammed Bin Rashid Space Center, which is mbrsc.ae slash live. Or even if you just look up on YouTube, they're also going to be live streaming it over there. It's a very exciting day. We'll definitely keep you up to date with that. We'll be taking a very short break. But when we come back, we're talking about uh, another big accomplishment right here in the UAE. Uh, the country has actually launched a brand new digital response platform to aid disaster hit countries. If you want to find out more details about it, all you got to do is stay tuned right here on Future Talk. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the UAE and how they're going to launch a new digital response platform and that is to aid disaster hit countries. Now, the UAE will launch a new digital response platform that will help disaster affected countries to quickly communicate their aid needs to the rest of the world. Now, the UAE made the announcement on Friday during a UN Security Council debate. And the platform will utilize technologies such as AI, machine learning, and geospatial tools, which will be securely hosted on a database. Now, the UAE has been developing a digital platform to support government's ability to better harness 
international support in the wake of natural disasters. Now, this is not the first time where the UAE has lended a, lended a helping hand mm -hmm. to countries across the world. We looked at the UAE's utmost generosity during the COVID-19 pandemic when uh, the UAE was giving out masks, COVID-19 tests, and even vaccinating uh, you know, people who were visitors in the country when the lockdowns were going through. And uh, you know, you would not see this type of behavior of any kind anywhere in the world except right here in the UAE. And alhamdulillah, you know, thanks to our leaders right here in the country, we looked at you know so much generosity being done not only within the country but internationally as well. And again, in a time where there was a short of uh, shortages of masks and hand sanitizers, and so and the list goes on and on and on, the UAE was still going out there and sending shipments of cargoes of masks, hand sanitizers, gloves, COVID-19 kits. Because again, the UAE tries to help as much as they can. And again, their, their, their hard work and effort does not go unnoticed. And again, Alhamdulillah. So again, we're looking at how they have, you know, upped the ante again. And they have, you know, outdone themselves one more time by creating a digital platform to help governments across the world during a natural disaster. And this does come Obviously, we've seen, you know, the unfortunate news that has been happening in Libya and Morocco the past couple of weeks now. And again, the UAE has been on the ground and they have sent their support already. But again, we should always remember we have technology and how can we utilize it? Well, this is one of the ways of utilizing it. Absolutely. And this platform is doing a fantastic job at just going ahead and delivering this aid. So basically, it enables any disaster-affected country to communicate what aid is needed. So we can give them exactly what they need and not just give aid you know, aimlessly and hope that this is something that they actually need. It's also going to allow partners to better target and accelerate aid delivery because it's going to be utilizing some of the world's most... Uh, innovative technologies whether we're talking machine learning AI or even the geospatial tools and the best part about it is it's all going to be securely hosted to ensure data integrity and make sure that no hackers or scams are happening on this platform where the, the money that is being sent or the aid that's being given is not or is not being received by the people who actually need it the UAE is a major global humanitarian donor we've seen uh, you know the UAE being named as the international humanitarian country and city and it's one of the world's largest humanitarian logistics hubs and so looking at it it only makes sense that they have also uh, kind of included that in their digital transformation journey and we would love to hear your thoughts about it 4215 we'll be taking a very short break but when we come back we're talking about a uae whatsapp scam a scam that we need to all be very aware of and we're going to give you a quick guide on how you can go ahead and stay safe from it how do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? It's a new day, a new week, and a new scam out there that we all need to be aware of. UAE residents have actually been warned of fraudulent activities committed by scammers time and time again. Now, there's a very common scam that's actually been going around Recently, a scammer basically sends us as a victim a legal notice from the central bank of the UAE on WhatsApp. And guess what a lot of people do? They go ahead and they believe it. And sadly, when you take a closer look, it is relatively easy to tell that this document is fake. It is not one of those, we could say, perfectly crafted scams because the document is actually titled Legal Notifications and it has some very obvious spelling errors. Now, if there's spelling errors, 
you gotta be sure that it's not real because nothing that's gonna be communicated by the government officially will have any spelling mistakes, grammatical mistakes, you name it. And so uh, the document that has actually been sent to these victims have had several grammatical errors, a lot of spelling mistakes, and they do not follow the format of one. Basically, the document says, sorry, dear customer, your bank account, ATM, debits, credit cards will be freeze um, due to some security reasons and verify your all correct details very bad English otherwise you account will be suspended permanent no forms of grammar or spelling are followed in this statement so looking at it they also provide you a contact number and features a signature and a stamp with another spelling error and so scams like this take place fairly often where a lot of fraudsters tend to impersonate UAE authorities and they attempt to retrieve the victim's bank details. Recently, we've seen the Ras al Khaimah police managing to track down a gang of fraudsters that were trying to steal huge sums of money from residents' bank accounts. And looking at it, they were, you know, these scams, they were not just functioning right here from the UAE, they were also connected with people from outside the country. And so, looking at it, we need to be very, very diligent whenever we receive any text message, any email any photo on WhatsApp or you name it because victims who fall victim to the scheme would basically end up giving scammers access to their bank accounts and the next thing, next thing they know is their deposits are actually sadly wiped out. And so uh, if you do receive something like this, please do not disclose any of your personal information because banks will not ask you as a customer to disclose any of your personal information through SMS, WhatsApp, emails, or even phone calls. Usually, if they are going to ask you for it, you will be present in person with these authorities. 4215, let us know what are your thoughts. We'll be taking a very short break. But when we come back, we're actually going to be talking all about the crew that is replacing the astronauts that were stuck in space for a year arriving on the International Space. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, now, with the return of Dr. Sultan Niyadi back to Mother Earth, well, we're looking at a vacancy at the International Space Station, and we're going to be talking about the crew that is going to be replacing the astronauts and how they will be stuck in space for a year and how they will arrive on the International Space Station. Now, we're looking at how three astronauts who were forced to carry out a year-long mission after their spacecraft did suffer catastrophic damage. NASA astronaut Laura O'Hara and, Ro and Russian astronauts Oleg Konakakiko and Nikolia Chubb lifted off abroad the Soyuz SM-24 spacecraft in Kazakhstan at 7.44 p.m. UAE time and they will take over from U.S. astronaut Frank Rubio and Russia's Dmitry Petlin and Sergei Prokopayev who are expected to return to Earth at the end of this month. Now, the question is, why did they spend a year in space? Now, Mr. Frank and his two Russian colleagues did travel to the International Space Station on September 21st of last year. And they were supposed to be there just for a six-month mission. But after three months after docking, their spacecraft was damaged beyond repair. And it was reportedly from a meteor strike that caused a coolant leak. And, um, you know, it's very surprising to me that... Even, even in space, they have problems with coolants because in my car, <laughs> I used to have a lot of coolant leaks. And let me tell you, it's not a fun time. It is not a fun time. And it was too dangerous, actually, for the crew to return on the damaged craft. So NASA and Russian officials decided to extend their mission by six months. What's scary about that is that they were not 
we could say perfectly equipped to spend those extra six months and that actually caused them to have a record-setting stay on the International Space Station. The extended stay meant that Mr. Rubio has actually set the U.S. record for the longest space flight ever done by an astronaut. When he lands back on Earth, he would have spent 371 days in space. So that means over a year in Earth days, which beats the NASA astronaut Mark Von D. Hayes' record of 355 days. Now, looking at it, it was definitely unexpected, but in some ways, it's actually been an incredible challenge for them because uh, they have actually counted themselves very lucky and honored to be able to represent the agency and their country and to be able to achieve uh, or to make such an achievement come true, even though it definitely was a little bit scary. Um, looking at it, a lot of people are wondering who is the replacement crew? And that is exactly what we're going to be telling you about as we look at a fifth mission taking place at the International Space Station this year as well. Yes, and again, we are looking at how, uh, you know, they will spend a year on the International Space Station and will, will return uh, in September of next year. And uh, even Miss O'Hara will be there for six months. And again, you know, we are looking at a lot of, uh, you know, movement in space the past couple of years now. And, um, you know... Uh, the big goal in mind for space agencies around the world is to go back to the moon. Now, the UAE has had their eyes on the moon and they have been uh, speaking vocally and publicly about how they're preparing a whole new different batch of astronauts other than uh, Hazrat Mansouri and Dr. Sultan Niadi and gearing them up to go to space and especially to the moon. And we are going to be looking at uh, the first ever woman Emirati astronaut as well to be hitting uh, the lunar uh, surface soon inshallah but again right here on future talk we're going to be giving you guys all of those uh, you know groundbreaking and developing news when it does come to space travel space agencies and obviously the uae but ladies and gentlemen we are taking a, a short break and when we come back we're going to derive from all the space talk and talk about things that happen right here on earth and how the iphone 15 pro max <laughs> has had a big turn of events as... Very uh, shocking, I must say. Yes, as uh, around 99.9.999% of the world uh, saw that the Apple event wasn't that much exciting, and we actually thought that uh, the iPhones wouldn't be that much in demand. But apparently, they're going to be delivered in November because <laughs> of so much demand. And I find it very surprising, as we did look at the stock market of Apple, and it did plummet, actually, after the event, event was itself. launched, yes. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Apple is pushing the iPhone 15 Pro Max deliveries to November in a sign of very strong demand on the orders. Now, buyers of Apple's new iPhone 15 Pro Max in some countries, including China, Japan, and the US, may have to wait until November to get the smartphone. I must say, even right here in the UAE, the lines are growing and a lot of people are actually starting to consider pre-ordering because they may not get their hands on one if they don't order fast. Yes, and again, we did look how the pre-order was on Friday and actually there's a trend on TikTok as we speak. Uh, you know, people are, are, are posting when their iPhones are, are going to arrive and it's become a trend. <laughs> and one guy has, uh, I think, the latest guy I saw was nine weeks from uh, the, 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 the order date. So again, uh, again, we're looking at how the indications are likely to ease some worries about the demand for Apple's flagship device after a slump in the global smartphone market did sap iPhone sales 
in the June quarter. Now, we're, we are looking at the four to five week wait period for the Pro Max in China, and it could also allay fears of a financial hit in Apple's third largest market amid growing competition from Huawei, actually, and Beijing's widening curb on iPhone use by government staff. And just last week, ladies and gentlemen, we, we did see how Beijing did ban a lot of government and high-ranking officials from using the iPhone or using any Apple product. And after that, it was even going down to entry-level government sectors. Yes, indeed. Now, in top market, United States uh, buyers will have to wait for six to seven weeks before getting the Pro Max, which is basically the most expensive model in the iPhone 15 model lineup. That was actually launched last week. The wait is up to five to six weeks for the model in Japan. But just like China, the wait is shorter for the... Yes. And again, we are looking at how the wait for China is going to be quite some time. And right here in the UAE, there is a wait as well. And in the U.S., we're looking at very, very, very big lines. And again, uh, you know, you would think that because of Apple's move to creating warehouses in India or manufacturing companies in India and uh, the first ever made an India phone for the iPhone, we would be looking at much bigger, you know, space for them to produce or, uh, you know, in the sense of efficiency when it did come to producing that iPhone. So again, we are looking at how the iPhones, again, no matter what, there's always going to be demand on it, whether or not, uh, you know, the iPhones don't look that much of a great difference between the previous model. And actually, I had this uh, conversation with uh, our sound engineer yeah. uh, this morning. And we were talking about how from the iPhone 12 up to 15, not much has changed. Absolutely. And looking at it, you know, this is not just happening in, uh, you know, whenever you want to buy it from a store. It's also actually happening um, in general. Looking at it, we're looking, we're seeing a lot of users reporting that they were actually unable to, to place any mm -hmm. transactions for several minutes uh, when they wanted to go ahead and order from Apple's official website or even the mobile store app. It was crashing during the order process. And so 4215, let us know if you're interested in buying the new iPhone 15. Does this actually make you, you know, want to take a step back and wait until the the uh, craze around it has died down a little bit? We'd love to hear your thoughts. But this does mark the end of Future Talk for today. We truly hope you've enjoyed this hour with us just as much as we did. Please make sure you go ahead and tune in to the uh, live stream of Sultan Aniadi's return back home. He was actually, uh, he was given an award today to known as person of the year and so we're definitely very excited and we'll keep you up to date with that as well mm -hmm. we will see them again tomorrow yes 100 percent. and again 5 30 p.m you guys can watch it on the live stream on youtube or you can go to mohammed rashid space center website and watch that as well but we are opening up the airways for the only place to be at three the halftime show with the man himself Omar duri commencing in t-minus five minutes omni and i will see you guys tomorrow same time same place only here on pulse 95